Welcome back, everybody, to Two Spot Monkeys Live. I'm Jim, joined as always by Tom. It is episode 121. Tom, how you doing? Jim, I'm okay. It is uh, it is on the eve of fall. Uh, today yeah. is the today is the last day of summer. So summer vacation, whether you are on it or not, truly becomes to an end. Yeah, and we had some uh, the, our last round. Well, I don't know if it was the last round of, of maybe summer or early fall, whatever you want to call it, storms last night. Um, crazy rain and wind, and um, there were tornadoes in the area. None of them touched down. From the sounds of it, hail. We didn't get hail damage here, thankfully. But yeah, so uh, I drove home in sideways falling rain at one point last night. So it was it was fun. But uh, that's that's this time of year in Nebraska, though. If you get like good rain, you usually don't like what comes with it. So um, so yeah, fall is here. Football's here. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So fair warning, um, our wrestling podcast will turn into a football podcast towards the end for a, a short while. Um, we both have things to say. Um, so, but, but first, uh, we want to get into, and sorry about, uh, we, we had hoped to record last week. Some things came up, um, that just kind of last minute caused us to be able to, unable to, uh, so we're back this week, uh, schedule ahead next week. We're going to not be able to record, but hopefully in two weeks, I guess we didn't talk that far ahead, Tom. Um, so just keep, stay tuned. We're going to get into a rhythm here at some point. We know it's a crazy time of year. Um, so Stay tuned. We do it as often as we can. We wish we could be with you. Probably we wish we could do this multiple times a week. But yeah, that's not even close to in our cards of our lives. So um, so uh, thank you for listening whenever you do. Uh, but yesterday, Tom, you looked like you were going to say something. No, I just, it was making me think back to, again, when we when we were in the, the, the pandemic in full bore and lockdowns and just the I don't wish for a pandemic ever, but but we just had so much more time. It seemed like, and now, it, life, family, work, you name it, it's just nonstop. Yeah, well, and, and with both of us at that point working from home, we were able. We didn't have a. We we kind of had a rough like Friday morning. I think we tried for, but we also had a lot more flexibility throughout the week to be able like, hey, I can carve out an hour here. Um, on an afternoon or something like that. And that just, I don't work from home anymore. Um, and, and jobs have gotten back to, you know, you travel more now, you, you travel again, the way you used to pre pandemic. Um, my job's very vastly different. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But Hey, we love being here. Not talking about our lives. Let's talk some wrestling. Um, yesterday was, uh, black Thursday, I guess, again, in WWE, uh, one of those days where the releases just come all day long. Um, and it wasn't, uh, I would say for the most part, maybe, maybe for all of it, um, you know, it, it's a lot of folks that haven't been getting used much, um, with, with one slight exception. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, uh, but I'll just run down the names that, that I had posted on our friend group. I know there have been a few other NXT releases of like people that were on NXT level up or never even on TV, um, overnight, I saw this morning Brooklyn Barlow and one or two other names that I didn't recognize. Um, so, but the ones uh, that I've got, uh, Mustafali, Emma, Rick Boogs, Aaliyah, Elias, slash Ezekiel, or Elias and Ezekiel, both released? I don't know, maybe. Um, Riddick Moss, Top Dollar. Interesting that only Top Dollar released um, and not Ashante Adonis. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Dana Brooke, 
Quincy Miller, or he's, he was known as Quincy Elliott, um, I believe, in NXT and that. Uh, Bryson Montana, Mace Mans Mansour, or Massey and Mansoir, uh, Shanky Davicato, and Yulia Leone. I can't say that name very well. Yulisa. Uh, Yulisa. See, I thought that Yulia didn't look right when I saw it on whatever site I saw it on. Yulisa Leone, yes. Maybe that was her real name, Yulia, or something like that. Um, Yulisa Leone. And again, she was teaming with Valentina Faraz for a little while there. Am I remembering that correctly? I believe you're correct. Okay. So interesting, again, that only half of the team gets released. Um, when I saw Top Dollar was released, I was expecting the next one to be Ashanti and the next one to be B-Fab. But at this point, at this point, anyways, only Top Dollar from Hit Row. Um, Tom, thoughts, uh, interesting names there in any way? Yeah, so I think the two that, that stand out for me personally are Dolph Ziggler and Shelton Benjamin. Clearly, like, veterans uh, and guys that have been uh, – Dolph more so than, than Shelton because Shelton's had some comes and some goes. You would have thought, as opposed to doing this and cutting them off at wherever they are, that, like, have offering them a coaching opportunity in NXT if you weren't going to have them be part of your – your main roster would have seemed like a thing. And, and, and again, maybe that happened behind the scenes. We just don't know. And then this, the, the answer was maybe no. And so, yeah. Maybe so not a talent agreement and then sign them to an employee or something. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Um, just out of those uh, two, they were, the, they were the surprises again, not that they were being utilized in any specific Easy. way. Dolph Ziggler, when I, when you look at his WWE career, I feel like it's like almost 17, 15 somewhere in that ballpark of years i feel like because he goes he goes back to like 06 with spirit squad if i'm not mistaken maybe 05 so just the fact that that you have nearly almost a 20 year career i'm, I'm adding a couple of years there uh and 2004 to, okay so nearly a 20 year career in 2023 and well, again, a former world champion. On 20, uh, 2005, excuse me. He signed with 2004, debuted uh, on the tel on television in 2005. So still. Sure. Yeah, no, but you look at like, so like, uh, unlike, uh, well, I'll use Great Khali just because it's the first thing that comes to mind. So Great Khali was a world champion, right? But Great Khali was clearly a, 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 a novelty act in the scheme of WWE. Dolph Ziggler was not. So, yeah, that's just that's just where I'm at with that. I read something online yesterday and, and it kind of made sense to me that Dolph will now end up probably, and I, and I think the person was right. I, it was like on Twitter or something or X or whatever. Um, but uh, so I don't, it was not a, you know, Mike Johnson or Sean Ross app or anybody like that, but somebody made the comment that Dolph Ziggler will probably now end up in the John Morrison type role where he's going to do a little bit of everything here and there. You know, he's not going to be, he, he'll probably do something in AEW, but, do I see him being a featured part of AEW? No. Uh, could he come in and have some good matches? Absolutely. Could he do some MLW stuff? Sure. I, I have to think Brett Lauderdale would love to get him on a GCW show, you know, in 90 days or so. Um, Shelton Benjamin, same thing. Even more so, I could see Shelton being a coach just because of his, well, Dolph Stigler has a, a amateur background actually as well. So, um, so either of them I could see doing that. 
the other one that was a little surprising in one way, but not in another way, is Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali has wanted out of WWE for over a year. Um, and now I don't know if he's continued to want out, but uh, he's been on NXT, been, been featured on NXT uh, over the last number of months. And in fact, is currently scheduled to challenge for the North American title at No Mercy next week, which sure seems like it's not happening anymore. Um, and they didn't bother. And I realized that on Tuesday, maybe they didn't know he was getting released on Thursday, but they didn't do anything. I don't think on TV this week, from what I've read, uh, to change that match up. Now I know they have Monday on raw in Toronto. I think, uh, Dominic is defending the North American title against dragon Lee. So they could certainly do something on Monday to create a reason for dragon Lee to have a rematch, um, at the pay-per-view on, on, or the premium live event on Saturday, which kind of makes me think that's probably what they'll do now because they've got this thing already. Like you could do that, but you've still got to explain, or maybe you don't, but you should, why Mustafa Ali is not going to be in that match anymore. And now he doesn't work there. So, you know, you're going to have him jumped. I suppose you could have somebody laying on the ground in the parking lot with like long, dark hair and you never see his face. But please don't do that. That's lame. Don't do it. I just made the suggestion, Vince, if you're listening, don't do it. Um, but um, that one was a little surprising just because they had a match. You know, like, you couldn't have waited until Monday to release him. <laughs> you know, you couldn't have let him get through the match you've already booked. Um, I, that one was a little weird. Uh, you know, Riddick Moss and Emma are engaged or married, one of the two. Um, so, well, at least they get to choose what they want to do together now if they want, I guess. Um, you know, the other ones, yeah, none of them really. Dana Brooke quietly has been around for a long, long time um, and and had gotten better, but she was never going to be a featured performer. So, you know, sad day for them all. Um, they all lost, you know, and they've got 90-day non-competes. They get paid for nine days. I understand that. But, um, you know, I will never uh, dance on the graves of somebody who loses their job. That's not cool. And um, even if some of those folks aren't, people that I mean, even familiar with very much at all, as much as I watch wrestling. Um, and some of them aren't people that I'm bummed, you know, to see go because they weren't anybody I was invested in. Um, they're still human beings and they lost their job and that's, that sucks um, for them. And I, I, I thought it was cool both. And, and a lot of other people have said it, I'm sure, but I happen to see tweets from both Steph Delander and Cardona, uh, Matt Cardona, who obviously are uh, a, uh, package deal on the indies um at this point and uh they both said you know this can either be the end of your career or this can be the start of something totally different and the money and the opportunities are out there and both of them have absolutely taken that uh bull by the horn and and done really well for themselves it seems on after losing their jobs um so i thought those are those are good people to look to if the, you know some of these folks will decide wrestling isn't for them anymore and they'll go do other things uh, but if they want to, there are people they can look to, like Cardona and Delander, to, uh, to see what could be. So, doesn't have to be the end, but here we are. So, we'll see if any more come. Uh, I read this morning, I think it was Sean Rossap said, he doesn't expect any more unless it's people who just haven't made it public or they hadn't heard about yet from yesterday. But uh, he doesn't expect another round today. So, hopefully that's the case. Uh, I, I know, Tom, and I'm sorry. I know you were really looking for the big shanky push, but it uh, looks like we're not going to get that now. <laughs> he did work the India show recently, which, I mean, he's from India, so that makes some sense. That's the last thing that guy's done in months. 
Anything else on WWE releases or just WWE in general, Tom? I mean, uh, no, I, I I've been really hit or miss with watching WWE as of late. So um, I, I'm I'm really going to try today to get through NXT. That sounds like it's laborious. It's not. It just like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not setting time aside to like. Like I don't. I don't tune in every Tuesday nights at eight o'clock and watch NXT. So it's always on demand. It's always on the DVR. Usually it's on in the background while I'm doing something else. Unless something really draws my attention. Um, I mean, again, like I, I do agree with you. I think some of it's been really good from what I've read. Yep. Just don't have the. And they a couple of weeks ago when Becky Lynch won the title, uh, they got over a million viewers um, on USA during that match. Um, just to throw the number around, Grand Slam uh, this week from AEW ever or got to I think it was nine hundred eighty-four thousand. So you know. They're right in that ballpark now, at least for that match. I, I would have to go back and look at numbers and see what they're normally doing. Um, but it's NXT has been doing well lately. I maybe one other really quick WWE note, and this is something we'll talk about in the future. Um, WWE and, and NBC Universal announced, I believe, yesterday, um, that uh, SmackDown is moving back to USA in in uh, 2024. Uh, interesting, and I think pointed in that announcement was it only talked about SmackDown and they're going to do four, I believe, uh, primetime specials on NBC directly, which is pretty cool to get back on NBC for those. Those, I don't know if they'll be Saturday night's main events or there'll be some other nights, um, but uh, not mentioned in that NBC Universal press release was Raw or NXT. Um, so it sounds like from everything I've read last night, uh, Raw and NXT will be moving, which Raw moving off of USA again I mean, that's been the home of Raw with, with you know, they did go to Spike for a little while. Um, that's that's kind of big to see where it lands. So um, interesting times as these deals come out um, over the next little bit. Well, Tom, you have seen, we're going to move to AEW. You've seen Grand Slam. I've seen about a third-ish of it, um, but I know, I think, most of the major points, and maybe you'll say something I don't know, but... Um, I don't. I think I know most of the major points of the show, and I know you've got some uh, strong opinions. I don't know, strong opinions. Is that a good word um, about Grand Slam and AEW in general? Maybe the booking. I don't know. Um, so the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. No. So I uh, was super excited for Grand Slam yeah. coming into Grand Slam, and then I watched ninety percent of it on Wednesday night, and it just didn't seemed like it had the energy I hoped it would. I don't, and maybe, maybe that was me. Maybe you saw it and you felt differently. I liked the opener. Claudio and Eddie Kingston had a lot of backstory, had a lot of emotion to it, had good crowd energy. I don't want to say that I think the show peaked there, but it kind of maybe peaked there for me personally. Uh, again, the matches all five of them that, that were booked and that happened were really strong on paper. I feel like, you know, when you think about two years ago, when Grand Slam had the first opportunity to be a thing and you had Danielson and Omega, and then even last year, the the, the shine is off the, uh, uh, the coin or the bloom is off the rose. Uh, and I think that that's actually being felt by AEW across the board in, 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 in small ways. I think, I think they, aren't being consistent or aren't getting consistent crowds 
week to week. And I, and I know I've read a lot and I've not done any research on this, but that crowds are down and tickets aren't selling for AEW now the way they had been previously. I'm going to Collision tomorrow night. It's in my backyard. I'm super excited. I actually bought tickets back in, I think, June or July or whenever it was on a pre-sale. And I, and I think I've got really good seats. I think I'm going to actually be able to be right across from the hard cam unless the setup has changed or will change going with a friend of the show, Glenn. So really excited about that. And the, and the card is looking great. Like I'm like, I know they're going to take ring of honor. I have no idea what that's going to look like, but that'll be cool. If Eddie Kingston's there, even better. Uh, I love Eddie Kingston. And here's the thing. I don't know if he will be, he should be, he should be. Yes. Yeah. So, but just, just, just going back to, and, and, and before I go back to, to grand slam, I will say like, I, I was I was a little nervous when I when I when the realization hit me going um oh shoot my show is days after Grand Slam like will 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 Tony Khan and AEW seek to make that collision like a destination and a big deal on the heels of what is already like a big big deal like I think Excalibur says on commentary on a Wednesday night you know like the the biggest dynamite of the year AEW Grand Slam I mean that that's it's yeah. not not false probably, but when you have winter is coming, you have other components. Um, it's just it's 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 just interesting that that's the perspective and that's that's the narrative that they're assigning. So um, yeah, so Jericho and Guevara, fine match. Uh, you know, the aftermath of Sammy joining with Don Callis and being part of the Don Callis family makes a lot of sense storyline wise. Uh, I, I did like, and I've seen a side by side, I'm, I'm in that match now. So maybe I'm not even a third of the way through, um, but I've seen a side by side of the turn um, at the end. And it's, it's the exact turn Jericho did with Michaels. Um, and, and Sammy's gear was a nod to the first time Jericho wrestled. I, there were a lot of little things that I've already caught and seen there that I was like, Jericho's really good at that. He likes the little detail things, so I thought that was pretty cool. But sorry, I cut you off there. Talk no, 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 you're you're good. And and then from there you had the AEW International Title, which we go back a couple weeks ago when Mox dethroned Orange Cassidy, and we were like, yeah, Mox is about to go and potentially be the new record setter. And then Ray Phoenix wins the title. Uh, I know you haven't seen this yet, but I'm excited. Um, Everything I've read is he was not supposed to win the title. Okay, so here's the crazy part. So I'm I, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the finish, but yeah, and, I, and I've, I've read about it. So you're yeah, good. yeah. So no, I mean the clear, clearly Mox did not move his his shoulder on the first pinfall attempt, and then the crowd goes they, they're 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 audibly upset, and then they run it right back with the same exact spot, and then they count for three, and then it looks like Mox has a neck injury. But then they come back from the break after because they go to a commercial and they're like he left on his own power. But then that's there's nothing else following up on it that I recall. He was concussed. Um, he had a concussion. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the two spots, but I I find it interesting that like clearly I shouldn't say clearly that's not fair. You would think Phoenix was aware that Mox hadn't kicked out from that first one, so that like in the back of your head should be like, oh, crap, I might have knocked him out. So then you pick him up and drop on his head again. <laughs> well, and there was a spot earlier in the in the match where Phoenix does a dive off the ramp, 
I think he might have concussed Mox there early. I don't know. I know he goes right to do kind of like the, the, the check on spot. Normally it's, you'll see a referee jump out of the ring and they kind of, you know, clasp the hand of the wrestler, like kind of like, kind of like, you know, if you squeeze my hand, I know you're good. If you don't squeeze my hand, I kind of know we've got a problem. Well, Phoenix actually does that with Moxley. Um, so I wonder if he knew he came off hot and he landed hard. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. I, again, regardless of that, like, why not do, why not call an audible in a different way and do a funky finish that then allows Mox to heal and then you come back and make this a different match? Because there was heat here. Because clearly, Blackpool Combat Club had taken Ray Phoenix out of Stadium Stampede, so his desire to come back here and get revenge is is is, is palatable. And he clearly got revenge because he dethroned Moxley for the title. It just seems like a weird. It just seems weird. Well, and I'm curious. It, it, uh, it, excuse me, while I just stumble all over my words there. Um, depending on how, if Moxley needs to miss any time, how bad the concussion is, all of those kinds of things. Um, if he's able to work again, and let's be honest, John Moxley is going to want to work again ten minutes after he got concussed because he's John Moxley. Um, so if he's able to come back quickly. Do they pivot and do a Ray Phoenix international title run, or do they pivot and Mox wins the belt back, and then they get back on the road to whatever it was they were planning to do? Um, it'll just be interesting to see, and I think part of well, a huge part of that, obviously, is what's Mox's health situation, um, and and is he going to need to miss any time because of that concussion? Um, we do have a comment, yeah, uh, and that says Mox was concussed on the dive. He kept wrestling, started to feel bad during the match, and called an audible for Phoenix to win. Um, and then Mox blew the pin, is what it says there, uh, from Annette. So thank you, Annette, um, for for some clarification on that. Um, and of course, Annette was very happy with that. Here's the first fantasy wrestling league uh, mention of the night because uh, I, I've been trying to catch up to her, and I had Mox and she had Phoenix. So uh, yes, and she just said, "I'll be happy for a Phoenix title run." Here's to a short run and him losing it right back to Moxley. Sorry, Annette. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, when I saw that, I, and then I looked to see you at Phoenix, I saw it was you, and I was like, of course, um, that's what would happen. But, uh, no, hey, that works for you. Um, oops. There we go. Sorry, I clicked something, and all of a sudden the screen went different. Yeah, um, yeah. So then, so just, and, so yeah. and, and, the, and the rest of the show, you have the women's title match, Soraya and Tony Storm. I'm actually really digging in the Tony Storm um, character and persona. Yeah, I am too. When it started, I didn't think I would, and it's grown on me over the weeks. Same, exact same opinion there. Um, and then the main event, you know, MJF and, and Samoa Joe on paper sounds really cool. And the backstory when MJF was an extra NXT and the issues with Joe, like, I feel like there should have been more emotion for this. And the crowd was good because again, MJF's a New York guy. It just felt flat. Again, I feel like, a, I mean, in a way, poor Samoa Joe, right? Like here's a guy who is always seems to be the bridesmaid and never the bride in, in almost everything that he does. And like, I kind of wish he would just not be on AEW and Ring of Honor had a bigger presence and they could just make him a killer in the TV title space because that might actually give him some more teeth than he has because uh, he seems like he's gumming it right now. <laughs> Phrases I didn't think I'd hear on Two Spot Monkeys today. Uh, by the way, Annette corrected me. I read that wrong. Uh, Knox blew the pin, the, the ref. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Sorry. 
um, to go back to that. Yeah. Um, no. And I, I understand what you're saying with Joe, right? Like, and they still try to present him as the killer in the TV title division, but I think it's because as you said, ring of honor doesn't have a larger presence and, and just, it feels like they don't build ring of honor things on ring with ring of honor. They do a little build with AEW and ring of honor. It's just weird. It's just weird. I, I hope that in this new TV deal that they're, you know, they're working towards, if they do get on Max, um, Max has already announced that there's going to be a live sports streaming section of Max, but it's another 10 bucks a month, which I think is a little bit bunk, but whatever. That's um, going to have some Major League Baseball, some NBA, and I think NHL content. Uh, no announcement of AEW yet, but that would be part of the new deal. It's not part of their current deal, so no shock there. Um, if, if Ring of Honor streams on Max, I hope they'll put more effort into it than they than I feel like they do with Honor Club. I don't watch it, so that's not totally fair, but I do read the results every week. I score them, obviously, every other week, and it, it just feels like dark with different letters um, and some belts. Um, and then they throw on pay-per-views, and they throw together these dream matches that in some cases haven't been built at all. Um, and they're usually good pay-per-views when I've ordered them, I, but it's just weird. Like the building in Ring of Honor is just so weird. But Joe could be a huge part of that if they would just, I feel like he needs to give Ring of Honor to like Jimmy Jacobs or somebody uh, who I know is working there as kind of his right hand. Um, Chris Hero, like, like let them just book it. You'd be the oversight, you know, you'd be able to look at things and be like, no, you're not going to make, you know, Carly Bravo the champion or whatever. If they had some crazy idea that didn't make sense, nothing against Carly Bravo, but, um, and they wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying like, he can be the oversight, but like, let them run it with communication so that you're, you know, the idea should be right. It's your developmental. Basically you're building people who eventually then will come over to AEW. Um, it seemed like the righteous were kind of headed into AEW, you know, around that and, um, things. So, you can that that should be a little more seamless, but I, I think Tony Khan's got too much on his plate, frankly. And the guy, uh, we've talked about it before, he's got to set his fandom aside and and run a business, um, for, for many reasons, but also realize when there's just too much and lean on you've got really smart people in the wrestling business who work for you, let them run some of it, and then uh, and, and you keep running AEW, and that's your vision with AEW, let them kind of run your vision of Ring of Honor, but um. I think it could be so much more, and I think Joe could be a huge part of that. When he gets into important things in AEW, you're right. He's built up and then beat. The The roster is deep enough, too, where you should be able to have, like, not crossover. Again, and maybe if you have the not crossover, it brings, it brings higher value. Like, again, like, I don't – like, a good example for me in this space, too, would be a like powerhouse Hobbs. Like, powerhouse Hobbs, if you literally were like – Yo, let's put that dude on Ring of Honor and let's get him back to where he was maybe a year ago. I'm forgetting. I know that there was a time where they rebuilt him really, really strongly. I think it was the TNT title run. And um, like let him let him be one of your like spotlights on Ring of Honor. Yeah. And don't I, and, and don't let him on Rampage, Dynamite, or Collision. Like right. Yeah, no, I think it, it, an interesting uh and we've done this, I think, once before about the time Ring of Honor was purchased by AEW, but um, maybe something we'll have to do if we have a week where it's where we don't have, you know, head-to-head or anything to really um, specific to sink our teeth into would be to, like, build a Ring of Honor roster of 10 or 15 um, 
or even 20 um, people from AEW that maybe aren't getting utilized well. Keith Lee, I think, would be a really good person over there. Um, it seems like that might be coming up because there was a backstage thing, I think it was on Rampage last week, with the new evolving of Shane Taylor promotions. Yes. And it's Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty now, and then there was interaction with Keith Lee, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, and they're really bad. Uh, we didn't edit that right, and now the guy did the clapper thing in the in front of the So here's the thing. That's happened a couple of times. I think there's something to that. No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The, the first time was a mistake. They intentionally did it with Ricky Starks a little later for that exact reason to make people be like, oh, okay, they meant to do that the first time. No, they totally screwed it up the first time. Oh, my time. gosh. Okay. See, I thought there was going to be something. I, I thought they were going to try to tell us a story. Using yeah. which oh. and maybe they can, maybe they can now turn it. You know, I mean, why not? Like, make chicken salad out of chicken, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, the first time is totally mistaken. Then they added in the Ricky Starks one and Starks looking at him and saying something, you know, get off camera or whatever. Um, and, which, and, and nice pivot if that, if that is truly what happened, you know, the way that I read it. Um, nice pivot by AW to be like, oh crap, that didn't let's let's try to make something out of that. I got to give him a little bit of credit. Ricky Starks has the charisma of, you know, a million people. So, yeah. And and then just the whole Adam Cole, MJF, Roderick Strong, Ring of Honor tag title situation. I mean, I think we're headed to better than you, baby, versus the kingdom. And then Roddy's going to somehow, some way, unintentionally cost them the titles. And then it creates more issues between him and Cole. Yeah. Again, I, I, it just doesn't. Feel authentic. Karate at Wrestle Dream. Well, no. So, like, here's the thing. So, there's oh, the, right, right, right. Never yeah, so, yeah the, the title match is happening at Wrestle Dream, which again, I don't know. I don't. They're not looking spoilers, so I don't know what happens tonight. Um, I, I probably full gear. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Well, I forgot that. That's, that's right. During a modern tag title match at Wrestle Dream. Interesting in that in that that also means most likely MJF not defending the AEW World Title at Wrestle Dream. Um, Interesting. Um, maybe, maybe, they, which to me says, well, it's got to be Danielson and Saber in the main event, then I would think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which I'm okay with. I'm totally okay with. Um, I think we, I think at least they hinted strongly last week that we would be getting maybe Takesh to Ibushi at Wrestle Dream. Um, I think that would be interesting to see personally because I don't think Ibushi has looked that great. Um, since he's had the couple of matches in AW, so a singles match, I think will be interesting. Takeshita, I think, is he's very quickly become one of my favorites um, over the last, say, year. Um, so I love that they're featuring him, and I, I think he's one of the best right now. And and it's going to be a cornerstone of that company, should be a cornerstone of that company for a long time. Um, I, I think Takeshita's future world champ if they want him to be. Um, so... Anyways, and we'll break out Wrestle Dream. Well, we'll talk about it post Wrestle Dream because next week we won't be able to record. Uh, we will have our picks for Wrestle Dream and No Mercy um, on our Twitter. Um, see if I can extend my lead on Tom on those picks. Um, I'd have to look over the cards to even know what the world I'd be doing at this point. And of course, Wrestle Dream, I think, only has about four or five matches announced because um, why would AEW announce more, more than that a week out? Although, to be fair, Fastlane is the next weekend, I believe, for WWE, and they have announced exactly zero matches for Fastlane so far uh, with two weeks to go. Why? Yeah. Well, I, 
I, I know we have, I know we're going to be running up on time. I just want to really quick tomorrow collision going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm super thankful that, that, uh, in the absence of CM Punk, Brian Danielson has become now the face of Collision, um, or the star of Collision. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of like it better because I'm a bigger Danielson fan than I was a Punk fan. I right. love Punk, don't get me wrong, um, but I'm a bigger Danielson fan. Yeah, yeah. To get a Texas death match tomorrow night between him and Ricky Starks, that's been a really fun feud and fun issue. Uh, FTR defending the titles against the Workhorsemen. Sad for the Workhorsemen when people were chanting, who are you, last week. Um you're taping Ring of Honor before that. Why the heck did you not have them in a match on Ring of Honor to introduce them to the crowd so that way that didn't happen? Oh my gosh, what a what a what a fart in church! It, uh, and a little bit exactly. I mean, the booking there, and you're going to have them come out and answer the open challenge, like feature them somewhere and build them better because they're a good tag team. They're a really good tag team. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I, no, I'm not, that's going to be a good match tomorrow. I, I don't even, even if it's the the same amount of time that we got with the. With the Iron Savages last week, I think it's still going to be really, really good. Um, Andrade versus Jay White—that's uh, that's really good. You know, on paper, uh, uh, amazing. There's other, there's other things too, but those are the three that are coming to mind right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Rob Van Dam returns to his home state, uh, and 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 he's going to be in ring. So, yep. who will who will RVD uh, flatten like a pancake tomorrow night? RVD. Oh, and the triple threat uh, TNT title match. The oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Darby Allen, Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus. And we talked about this, I believe, just before we clicked record. I mean, Christian Cage is winning the title tomorrow night. Officially winning the title tomorrow night. I mean, it's got to be right. Um, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. But boy, the minute I heard, I because I've seen that interview on. Uh, Dynamite. The minute I heard it, and he even said something, and Luchasaurus kind of turned and looked at him real quick. So, like, they've had these little hints along the way, like the Luchasaurus kind of knows what's going on. Um, and at some point down the road, you know, there's the explosion that will happen. Luchasaurus choke slams Christian Cage, you know, into the depths of hell. But um, I, I don't think we're getting that set tomorrow. I mean, there might be some dissension tomorrow, but I don't think we're quite to the breakup by any means of that team yet. Well, we've got about 10-ish minutes, maybe a couple more than that uh, left. So fair warning uh, for anybody who's not a football fan, thank you for listening. Come back and see us in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to turn into a football podcast here for a couple of minutes. Um, uh, so I, I got to start. I'm sorry, Tom. Um, the NFL season has, has been upon us for a couple of weeks. We're, we're two weeks and one game in um, after last night's San Francisco-New York game. Uh, my Bears uh, are 0 and 2, and uh, you had them in the playoffs uh, in your uh, simulation of the season. And if I had to guess, and I don't know if you have a record of, of wh what you clicked when for who was winning what, but I would assume you had them starting 2 and 0 before heading to Kansas City this weekend, probably beating both Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I probably did. Yeah, uh, right. I, I was. I was very much as much as I don't like Justin Fields being an Ohio State Buckeye. I was very much on the. This is Justin Fields is about to become an MVP caliber candidate right now. Yeah. Yeah. And right now he looks like a dumpster fire candidate. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. So mini rant. I don't understand how you can have seven different starters on defense. You can have a revamped offensive line, which unfortunately we just lost our uh, left tackle now for at least four games. And it sounds like maybe the year, uh, which great. Awesome. Um, you brought in DJ Moore. You know, it's another year in the system for everybody else, all of those things. And it's the same beeping team. I'm trying not to have to mark the explicit lyrics thing when I put this podcast up. It is the same blinking team that we had last year. 
They can't move the ball. They can't stop anybody on defense. Tom, I don't know if you're a betting man at this point in your life, but whatever the props are on Patrick Mahomes, take the over on every single one of them this week because he may set NFL records on Sunday. I, I told Katie, my wife, I, you know, um, I have the NFL Sunday ticket. I think I've mentioned that before. So I'm able to see all the Bears games this year. Partially spent that money because I expected, like you did, that it was going to be a better season. Maybe not a Super Bowl season, nothing like that. I mean, I, I didn't have crazy aspirations, but a better season, more fun. Watch the development of Justin Fields. They've got two number one picks next year. They've got a ton of cap room. Like, see where this team is headed. And I said, the first two weeks I've sat down and watched the game with the expectation that they had at least a good chance to win those games. And they were in the game last week. They were down three. They had the ball. They called the 9,473rd bubble screen that they've thrown in two games. Um, even Levante David and Shaq Barrett from the Buccaneers have come out and said they lined up the exact same way they had all game. We knew it was a bubble screen. Okay, that's an indictment of coaching right there. Like, call different plays. Have different looks. Like, if you line up the same way and run the same play, those are smart people on the other side. They also have coaches who are watching that who are screaming into their headset, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, because everybody in the stadium knows what you're doing. And so Shaq Barrett made, made a really nice catch. He reached back, kind of tipped the ball to himself, and falls in the end zone for a pick six. Shaq Barrett's a great story. You know, unfortunately lost his daughter over the offseason things. So, I, you know, I'm happy for him. Obviously, I'm not happy he had a pick six against the Bears. I'm happy for him as a human and as a guy. You can't, but how, how? At least, though, this week. 3.30, I'm going to sit down on Sunday afternoon, and I'm going to watch my Bears play Kansas City, and I know they are getting taken to the woodshed. So at least I'm sitting down and knowing that's going to happen. Now watch. They lost to Green Bay and Tampa Bay, and they're going to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. Watch. They're just going to do something stupid like that. Um, I, I am so disgusted with my team right now. And now Fields calls up coaching earlier in the week and then has to backtrack because I have a sneaky hunch he got called in and chewed out. Um which he should, that stuff shouldn't come out. I understand that. But I also understand he's a human being. And if he feels like he's being restricted from what he's allowed to be able to do as a player, and, and frankly, the tape kind of shows it, like they're clearly trying to make him a pocket passer. Why? Would you do that with Mike Vick? Would you do that with Lamar Jackson? No, you wouldn't. They're not, and I, this is not a shot at your quarterback from Detroit at all. They're not Jared Goff. Like Goff is not a super mobile quarterback. He can get out of the way if he has to. But he is a pocket passer. He, he wants to stand and chuck the ball. Matthew Stafford, you know, those kinds of guys. Um, and I don't mean to pick on another line. I'm just trying, you know, those are the two that pop into my head. That's not Justin Fields' game. Get him moving. Let him use his legs and make something happen and let DJ Morgan open and hit him. Why can you and I coach this team, but nobody who's being paid hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars can figure it out? End of rent. How are you feeling about your Lions, Tom? Yeah, so I'm just upset with the injury bug. I'm not I'm not mad at the Lions. I really wish they would have pulled it off last week at home, home opener against Seattle. Should have won that game. Uh, shouldn't have lost it, which, again, I said the same thing in two different ways. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not worried about the Lions. I, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned just because of injuries, uh, losing David Montgomery for a few weeks, and so when he's been a stalwart, losing uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, for potentially the whole season, likely the whole season. Um, we've got depth at safety, but I think Gardner-Johnson was not just a great football player, but an emotional motivator too. So to lose that on the defense um, will be tough. The defense has not met my expectations. 
I do think we're we're about to um, destroy the world of Desmond Ritter on Sunday, and I can't wait for that. Um, so that'll be a good bounce back game. Uh, and then we go to Green Bay on Thursday night uh, short, on a short week. So again, health health is going to be key for the Lions. Again, seventeen game season, long way to go. I wish we were two and zero, not one and one, but. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm definitely. I'm, you're not talking me off the ledge, Jim. But I think I'd talk you off the ledge, and I'm sorry. And and and, and I want to say this: at least you do get to watch the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday because they are fun to watch. They they are, and and this feels like a get right game for them. Like I feel like the first two weeks they haven't, the Chiefs haven't been quite the Chiefs. Um, you know they they got beat by Detroit, and, and that's not to say that Detroit deserves all the credit in the world for that win. So I'm not trying to diminish them. Um, they did. They did get a win. I can't remember who they beat last week, but uh, they got their win back, you know, and got Jackson, on track. Jacksonville. And it wasn't – and it didn't appear to be easy, at least by the score. Right. And Jacksonville's a tough team. You know, they're, they're a good team this year too. Um, but I, now the only thing that could happen is if – and I don't think this will happen with a Patrick Mahomes-led and an Andy Reid coach team – is if they look past the Bears because the Bears have looked so putrid for two weeks and just think, oh, yeah, this is in the bag. Now – the only reason I would be scared to take those overs that I joked about with Patrick Holmes, and of course you're starting Patrick Holmes if you have him on your fantasy team, but um, is it's it's totally possible that it's 35 nothing at half, and Chad Henney comes in. I think Henney's still the backup there. Um, I don't I don't think he is because I don't know if you've seen the, sub, the Subway commercial. Like the Subway commercial, like there's a Patrick Mahomes and then Henny's behind him and he's like, even your former backup. Like, and it says former backup. Like, they're very oh. intentional. I think, I think Henny might have retired. I don't know for sure. I mean, he's got 62. So, Michigan guy, go blue. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, no, Blaine Gabbert is the backup now in uh, okay. Kansas City. So, you know, it might be a week in your daily fantasy league to take a Blaine Gabbert runner because he might play the whole second half against Chicago. Um, my goodness. It, my fear is the Bears made Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield look like world beaters. And I, I don't think either one of those gentlemen are. Um, I'm not saying they're just awful quarterbacks. I think Jordan Love is fine. Um, and, and Baker is Baker, I mean, right? Uh, yeah, Annette just said, yeah, uh, Henny is retired. Um, so, yeah, Blaine Gabbert, uh, now the backup there in Kansas City. But, um, you know, they made Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield look really good. Now they're going up against arguably the best quarterback in football. Um, you know, and depending on how you want to look at that, I mean, there's certainly the Josh Allens and the and the Jalen Hurts and and other folks that you can put into that conversation, and you're not wrong at all. Um, but Mahomes is in that conversation, no question about it. And 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 if, for me, if I had to pick one quarterback to win me one game for whatever reason, it'd be Patrick Mahomes right now. So um now they're facing a quarterback who, oh my goodness, start all your Chiefs. Start all your Chiefs. If you got Sky Moore sitting on your bench, throw him in that lineup this week because he might catch two or three. You never know. Um, I, I believe I'll have to double check because I'm going to need to go check my uh, my quarterback situation in our G20 league, which somehow I won both my games last week by the grace of God because I still don't feel like that team – I had all these draft picks and I still don't feel like I did anything right. Um so well, here's the thing: you went from the lowest scoring team in the league on week one to the high, one of the highest scoring teams in the league on week two. So it just shows that everybody everybody stepped up and played well for you. Conversely, in that league, we have a thing where 
you have to score not the lowest to be in part of an eliminator pool. I was the lowest scoring team in week two, so that really sucked. Right. So, so out of our 20 teams, uh, for those on YouTube, you're looking at the two guys who are eliminated after two weeks because uh, I was the lowest scoring week one. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, and I made the, the smarter decision last week of, even though he only played a half, starting uh, Anthony Richardson instead of Dak Prescott. Uh, so that worked out uh, pretty well. And, uh, of course, I got to go back to Dak this week because it looks like Richardson's out with that concussion. But um, but that's okay. Dallas looks like world beaters right now, too, not necessarily because of Dak by any means. That defense is tough. Um, Micah Parsons might be the best player in football right now. and um, It may not be close. I'm not sure. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I love football, um, and I love – bitching about it, excuse my French, um, and, and yelling about my fantasy teams and all of that. Uh, we played in week one uh, in G20, and you you cleaned my clock. Um, I, I haven't looked. We haven't played in our in in the uh, Greg League, uh, as it were, yet. I don't believe so. Uh, that'll be fun when we get to match up there uh, as well. So it's fun. As much as I, you know, I feel like my blood pressure goes up for four months when I'm watching my Bears. Um, Sunday, like I said, unless they do something silly and actually give me hope, I'm not starting the game with hope. It's really going to be started with, like, how bad is this going to get? Like, are they going to fire Matt Eberflus at halftime? Because, um, you know, it's holy smokes. Um, I, I will say, so I'm in a survival pool. Um, it was five bucks to get in. There's like 10 of us, so it's like 50 bucks, um, where you pick one team to win each week. I picked Washington week one to beat Arizona. They gave me a scare, but, but got done. I picked Dallas last week against the Jets, so I was good there. I absolutely picked Kansas City this week because I think that is the most locked-in game of the week um, for who should win. So, Well, we're running up against our time. We just wanted to have a little fun and, and chat about our teams. And in a couple of weeks, I hope I can come back and say I feel better about the Bears. Justin Fields says he's going to play more free and more open this week. We'll see what that looks like. Um, I mean, they might as well cut the kid loose. Let's see what, he, what we got because here's the thing. The Bears have two number one picks next year. If he's not the guy, it's probably going to be a high pick for the Bears, and it looks like Carolina's pick is going to be pretty high. So you can get yourself a quarterback, or even if you want to go up and get Caleb Williams, you've got two number ones, and if they're both high, you can trade them to whoever's number one and go get him if you want. Um, so if it's not Justin Fields, this is the time to figure it out because you have a chance to draft your next guy. Um, there are definitely things about Justin Fields that I think – need to improve. I, ha I have bought uh, Fanatics had, had a Justin Fields Funko Pop. I bought it. I have a Justin Fields jersey. I am a Justin Fields guy. But I got to admit, after two weeks this season, something's got to change. He's got to figure it out. And it might be coaching. I understand. So cut the reins loose on the kid. Let's see what he's got. And if it's not him, move on. Um, and it's not Tyler Bajit. Everybody just stop. Um, he had a nice preseason. How many people in the NFL, Tom, do you remember who have had a nice preseason and never amounted to crap in the league? I mean, it's preseason, and when they're playing third and fourth stringers, there's a reason. Um, so, anyways, that's my preseason rant. <laughs> Tom, anything else before we uh, take off for fun? Nope, it's all good. I love it. I appreciate it. I uh, I think that this might have been a little bit of therapeutic for you. Like, I'm yeah, sure that I think you're I, not... I'm breathing better. I'm breathing better. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Well, again, we won't be able to record next week. We tried. Uh, we looked at our calendar and tried to figure out a way uh, to to snag it in somewhere, and it just just isn't uh, lining up at all for for the two of us. So, uh, so we won't be able to record next week. We'll have our picks on our Twitter. 
Um, <laughs> Annette said, glad you're not taking this bear thing personally. Boy, I sure sound like I am, though, aren't I? Sounds like I'm, you know, a part owner of the Bears. And the funny part is I'm actually a part owner of the Packers. So, um, yeah. But anyways, that's a, I've told that story before, and I'm sure it'll come up again in the future. But, um, yeah, I, I know. I talk about the Bears like they're, like I have anything to do with them. Katie jokes that I yell at the TV like they can hear me and, you know, somehow I'm going to change what's happening. But they can hear you. They can. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. I'm glad you understand. Your wife probably wonders the same thing when you're watching Lions or Tigers games or Michigan. Um, yeah. Let's, you know, I, I'll look at the TV and go, what are you doing? And she's like, do you think they can hear you? Yes, I do, actually. There's a microphone on the TV. I don't know if you see it. Um, right, so, right right, into Eber Flus's headset. Right. right. I, I'm talking to him. If he'd start listening to me, he would do much better. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, we will be back in a couple of weeks uh, to talk about all sorts of fun stuff with Wrestle Dream and, and No Mercy, you know, Fallout and, and other other things that happen because, jeez, it seems like every week um, there's something. Fast, fa fast Lane's coming up, too. Gosh, fast I mean. Week, next week, so I think we'll uh, we'll be doing head-to-head -head picks uh, for Fast Lane, if, assuming WWE decides to not make it a mystery vortex show, which currently it kind of seems like that's where they're headed, so. Why book anything ahead of time, guys? Um, I'll, I'll make the call here. Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura happens at Fastlane. That seems likely. All righty. Well, everybody have a great week. Uh, enjoy yourselves, and we'll be back with you in a couple weeks here on Two Spot Monkeys Live.